Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another fine episode of this podcast. Today, we're proving the Trash Manga Friends are forever with our first four coma. Uh, we were going to do K-On, but then Phil gave me a thousand yard stare, so it's it's not K-On. We've had to pick something else. So look forward to that. On that time, I started a podcast to read Trash Manga with my friends, and actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, aka the Trash Manga Friends Podcast Alternative. Episode 32. The White Cat's Trash Manga has plotted from the Demon King's lap. You know the drill by now, it's the show where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. We'll dissect what's good, what's bad, what's trash, and maybe in this episode even some complexities on gender identity. Or probably not. I am your forever host and maiden boy Sean, joined by my fair maidens, Mike and Phil. How are you both? So oh, I'm, I'm fair as ever. I'm dainty, delicate flower of a man. You know, I know Mike. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him three. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh... Very, I, I'm a very soft person, that's for sure. Yeah? Can't, can't say anything to me, I'll cry. Yeah? That, I mean, that was... I lived with you for two years and frankly, you like, I never saw you because I knew how delicate you were. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever came out into the real world, you would just crumble immediately. Oh, to be... That, that, that's not... That's, in, that's disingenuous. The, the real world <laughs> is terrible. Yes. <laughs> real world sucks. Oh, God. Why, why yes. would you want to be a part of it? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, how, how about you, Phil? How have you been? Hot. Oh, my... In, in both senses of the word, or just the one, or... Oh, take your pick. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're recording this in summer, although it, it's uh, been relatively cool these last few days, so... Um, it's been getting hotter these last few days. Not really. <laughs> yes, really. Um, oh my? Well... Oh my, let's go with oh my. Oh my, indeed. I did just want to touch on something before we dive into uh, this time's episode. So last time around, we discussed Peach Boy Riverside, and at the time, I was like, who knows who's licensing it, because we didn't know. Uh, we do now. It's been picked up by Crunchyroll, so you can already watch the first couple of episodes on there, and watch how not great a job the anime is doing. Now, I've I've not watched it, okay. but uh, Phil's described it to me. Oh, brilliant. And uh, it, it, no, it doesn't sound great. Like it's like one of those "how do you fuck that up" kind of thing. How do you fuck up this bad? What what they do is they go, "Man, this is a cool story. Um, what if we added like tentacle sex scene? That's what they need, right? What what if we cut out like all of the setup for no reason?" I said this, I think, to both. Yeah, I don't mind that as long as they. So I think the idea is they're going to do like a flashbacky type thing with it. Presumably, yeah, you could work around that. But yeah. When it's like the whole first episode, it's like I've, I've no idea what's going on. It's it's really, all these people. It's clearly a fan service series, Phil. It must be. Why else would there be tickle monsters in it? Well, I mean, feel the need to point out her banging tits. Uh, <laughs> just that that depressed. Like between that and admittedly, again, I didn't care for the manga, but also Record of Ragnarok having its lackluster adaptation. It's like, uh, yeah. come on. It's not helping, is it? Yeah. It's like, you. I, I still feel bad for all the people who are really excited for, like, uh, I don't think we'll ever do it on the show, because it's good. Way of the House yeah. Husband. Because that's, like, such a highly rated manga, and then it's the Netflix adaptation, it's the manga panels with some vibration. <laughs> Just. 
Come on, guys. Yeah, like, I, I, I didn't love Peach Boy Riverside, but I didn't mind it. Like, I thought it was fine, which on this this show is a stamp of quality of anything is. <laughs> and, yeah, to hear that they just, like, they fucked up is bad. That's that's sad. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, good news. Uh, this current one doesn't have an anime adaptation, so no fucking up there as of right now. So, Give I, it 20 minutes. Yeah, ah, uh, don't. Don't. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Well, we'll get into that. Are, are you ready to dive into this? Uh, I was going to say this week. It's not this week. It's this fortnight. You all know that by now. It, it is this week. Thank you. It is today, in it's, fact. This is a week. This is a week. It's always a week. It always is. Are you guys ready to get dive into this time series? No. Brilliant. Let's do it. For real this time. This time around, we are covering A Maiden in Love with a Maiden Boy, a.k.a. Otome Danchi Nikoisaru Otome. Uh, this was originally a web manga that ran from July 2017 to June 2020. It's a rom-com drawn and written by Mujirushi Shimazaki. Uh, they have done other works, but I believe this is by far their most popular one. Uh, this has not been licensed. There is no anime. Uh, so at the moment, the only way to read this is illegally. Not that we did that, no. Support the official release. Not the official release when it exists. So, uh, not not that we read it, because we couldn't do, but Phil, if we did read it, what would it be about? I wouldn't know, Sean, because I've not read it. Oh, oh my God. Brilliant. But if you had? But if I had? You had to take a guess. Perfectly you know. legally, of course. Yeah, perfectly yes. legally. As, as we always do. Yes, sir. Uh, it would be about the story of a girl who has a fear of men and how after being saved one day by a very beautiful lady discovers that lady is in fact a guy and their relationship developing that's pretty much it yeah yeah, yeah episode done <laughs> <laughs> yeah um... hey well it is a four coma so that kind of fits it, it was a Twitter comic, I believe, originally. Yeah, like, explain a four-coma, just for the, for the listeners. A, a page has exactly four panels. Okay. Yeah, a four-coma, or I think in Japan it's called yon-coma. Yon is four. Brilliant, now I know. So a page will have essentially four panels, which are essentially, like, the first couple are usually set up, setting the scene, setting up the punchline. The third is the punchline, and then the fourth is kind of, like, the after-effect of that. Yeah. Usually it's kind of like a gag thing. Yeah. The equivalent over here would be like newspaper comics, essentially. Yeah. Uh, kind of, yeah. This is also a little bit weird format-wise for what we've usually read because it calls them chapters. but So we've read like 240 chapters, but it's like one chapter a page. Yes. And I, I mean, I wouldn't even call them chapters either because they, they do follow on from each other pretty directly uh, quite often. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. We still read two volumes worth. We, we did, yes. in fact, read about 240 pages, yes. Yes. It was uh, torture. But, yeah, it's fine. You, you thought this was torture? It, uh, okay, torture's a bit much. I am doing that hyperbole thing I usually do. The hyperbole. Uh, and it's, it's not so much torturous. It's more just a slog to get through like it moves glacially slow and not a lot happens I know it's a slice of life I know it's about one particular thing 
but oh god like by the by the 200th page i was like jesus can i be done now really i i really enjoyed this i thought it kind of flew by in many ways uh, like I, I won't i won't say it was the worst thing i've ever read like it was very it was very sweet it was very charming it has the opportunity to go really dark and really over sexualized a lot but it doesn't uh it, like they, they never use the the cross-dressing angle in this as like a fetish thing they never they never even stray in that direction what do you mean by over sexualized I feel I might have missed something here. No, no, I, I just mean like uh, it's very easy to say if uh, say that cross-dressing as a whole is a fetish uh, thing or a sexual uh, thing. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'm just saying they don't do that at all. They don't even stray in that no. direction. And um, it, it kind of, but at the same time, it kind of tries to have a discussion about gender identity, but also doesn't. Yeah, it avoids, thankfully considering what it is it avoids pretty much any and all lewd escapades which it could yeah. very easily descend into but at the same time yeah it is also personally i feel like maybe it works a little better but it's not trying to dive like i don't really know how a four coma would dive deeply into like questions about gender identity or anything like that so slowly. maybe <laughs> very slowly yeah like it's it touches on these complex themes but it definitely never like this is not a series that dives into um uh, in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I think the thing is, well, is it doesn't need to. It basically just goes, here is this guy. He likes to dress as in girls' clothes. Mm -hmm. But not That's just it. dressing girls' clothes. Like, he, he completes the, the image. You know, he, uh, he full-on becomes a, what you would call a very, a very fishy boy in the drag community. As in, like, it's a, it's a guy who absolutely just sells the image. Of uh, yeah. being a being a woman, well, like that, that does come up actually, doesn't it? Because one one of the settings in the manga is the cafe. This mm -hmm. character Yuki works at maid cafe. Yeah, yes, it's a it's a maid cafe, but it is it employs only men, and mm -hmm. they dress up as maids and cross dress as maids, should I say? Yeah. Um, and the manager there's like, yeah, the, this this guy cheats. You know, he mm. he has it really easy just all comes naturally to him kind of thing. Whereas yeah. like him and then one of the other characters we get introduced later, they have to like put in a lot of effort to try and sell the change. Sell the illusion, yeah. Sell the illusion. That's the Yeah, because uh they they are very clear that um everyone in this is mostly straight and they don't yep. gender identify as the as any other genders than they were assigned at birth. So, like that—that—that's not an idea they're playing with at all. But it's also not an issue at all ever. It's like, yeah, that they have the the pretty much constant jokes of like, oh my god, that's actually a boy, and that that joke is pretty much constant throughout this. But that's it's really as far as they go. Um, so it's it, I wouldn't even say it's done in like a bad way myself. Sure, sure. Coming from, you know, a cis white man. Pretty much. We're all cis white men. But, like, it's knowledge, like, you have, like, a couple of panels where, like, you see all, all these guys dressed up in maids having, like, their love talking is like, please note these are all guys. Yeah. Like, they're doing the very that annoyed stereotypical me. girly thing. That annoyed me a lot, uh, actually. Like, oh, did it? 
how frequently they felt the need to go, these are men. It's like, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> that's the whole premise of this fucking thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. But, you know, that's, that's, it's like, um, whenever Grambler was like, this is a sports manga. Like, yeah, I, that's, that's fine. That's just a punchline. I actually think that Grand Blue did that joke way better than this does. Because Grand Blue, they're like, they have like nothing for the longest time. Like, by the way, just so you know, this is actually a sports manga. <laughs> it doesn't look like one. Whereas the whole premise of this is uh, they are guys that dress up as girls. And that's the whole premise. And it's just there constantly. Yeah, but they're using that punchline to highlight the absurdity of like... How, how unusual what's going yeah. on is, I suppose. It's guys doing girls' talk. That's crazy. Yeah, and in that regard, it does straight... I'd say, I mean, again, cisgendered white man, I think they stray all the way up to the line of it becoming a little bit insulting based on what I know about uh, about that culture and stuff. Because it's like when you constantly have to remind people of one thing, it kind of... It kind of uh, makes you look like you're shining a light on it for another reason. I don't think it comes up that often. I can remember it them putting like these are guys like twice, yeah. maybe. I feel like it was way more than that. It, it might be, but it does it a lot with the lead character, like mainly because um, Mayu, the lead girl, is often going, "Oh my god, this is a yeah, guy." Yeah. I suppose, I suppose in that particular, I wasn't thinking about that way. You have yeah, like if you're thinking of it as a group of them, then yeah. I, I was thinking more like the actual, I don't, I don't know what they're called, there'll be a term for them, where you have like the, the little boxes where it just has like a editor notes, narr narrator note like kind of thing. Like an insert or whatever like, it's called, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, as you say, like uh, Mayu, the main character i guess the female main character her in a monologue where she's like oh yuki is actually a guy kind of thing mm -hmm. you get that i wouldn't say a lot but it definitely does happen a few times i feel like it happened a lot but uh well maybe that's just because the way i read this and the way that i was pretty done with it by the halfway point sure because it was to me it just felt on the whole very very slow and I, that's Part in part because four pounds at a time, and then four pounds at a time, load the next page, four pounds at a time, load the next page. Yes. And in those four panels, you'd be lucky if anything of substance happened. So there's just a lot of pages of one part of a conversation that ultimately doesn't affect anything on a character or personal level or a setting level. And that's why I found it is to be a bit of a slog. And by the end of it, I was just like, okay, I'm, I get it. I'm really done with this. Like, if I was curious to, and read this on my own, I would have stopped at the end of volume one. Like, oh, it just got so tiresome. Because, <laughs> yeah, the actual things they get into in this is just everyday stuff. But yeah. with a wacky twist of a guy dressed like a, like a lady. Is it? <laughs> That's the whole thing. Sure, but A, it's slice of life. And B, it it's is. a four coma. Like, neither of them are genres renowned for. Like, I mean, we've both read Azumanga Dio. Azumanga mm -hmm. Dio isn't a series that's exactly rushing through plot or anything sure. like that. Okay. I was, I will also say this has come up a lot. And I did like Azumanga Dio when I first read it. But the thing is, I first read it about 10 years ago. I don't know if I would still enjoy it if I read it again. 
Like, I, I feel like my tastes in that regard have changed. So it's kind of disingenuous for me to hold that up as a standard of this is the thing I like. But my memory of that was it was faster paced than this, and it was faster paced enough that the situations didn't become boring before they were finished. Like, it was, there was always, like, and this, that's what this kind of did. Like, they would just linger in scenes a lot. Like, there's one scene I remember in particular, which was actually kind of funny. Like, in a vacuum, each page individually is kind of funny because they were in a makeup shop at one point. Uh, this is the lead female and the lead. Ayu and Yuki. Okay, yep. <laughs> and there's like a million characters in this, and there's no chance of remembering there's, any of their there's names. Like four of Note Mike. Yeah, like a million. And All right. <laughs> may as well be. I'm that bad at remembering them. And this shot, the whole shtick of this shop is like the actual, not the reason they're there, but the stick of them being in the shop is it's a newish shop. Person's just opened it. And whenever they, whenever any customer walks in the door, they just badger them endlessly about how all of their products are cruelty free, et cetera, et cetera. And it's still very overwhelming for the characters. And that's the joke. And it's like, uh-huh, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Still going. <laughs> They're talking about makeup, it's still going. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. And that, that's, to me, what a lot of the jokes in this turn into. Now, some of the jokes in this absolutely land very well. And they are the ones closest to the beginning, when you're actually getting like set up with characters to learn how to cross-dress and stuff. Because there is one character that, in order to participate in this weird love quadrangle we've got going on in this because that there's that's a thing as well yes we'll get to that in order to sort of insert himself into that he says this uh female lead character who i really I like okay she's got a phobia of men and it is like an actual like phobia yes. like she freezes up around them because they intimidate her and so she's got a phobia of men. So what do I do? Ah, I know. I'll I'll learn how to cross-dress to make myself more feminine for her. Or something. I'm probably butchering that explanation a bit, but that's pretty much what does. But the sentiment is there, I guess. Yeah. Like, he's, he's basically trying to be more relatable to her. But basically, he, he learns through their mutual friend, Asuka, that she has befriended Yuki mostly because she can be around him because he dresses like a woman. Yeah. So it's like, oh, maybe if I do that, she'll be okay around me. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and so he goes there to learn how to cross-dress, and this is the maid cafe, he goes there to learn. And he also gets a job there, which is... I, I feel like that was just sort of happened. Like, I don't feel like that was on the table at all, but... uh he gets a job there. And then when the man the thing that's funny about this is when the manager is like explaining how to cross dress and goes to like quite a bit of detail on it. Yeah. And which is, you know, great, I guess. Shows enthusiasm for the art. And like he then says, Okay, and one final rule. Ignore everything that guy says. He's a cheater, <laughs> pointing to the main character. Yuki, because, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> because he's just like a natural at it, because he already looks kind of feminine. Yeah. And he even goes like, no, no, it's 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 still hard, see, because you know, my hips are in the wrong place. It's like, is that it? <laughs> and that's kind of funny. 
because like that's actually weirdly relatable outside of outside of cross-dressing as a whole because because who hasn't experienced a situation where somebody finds something that you're trying desperately hard at someone else finds it so easy and they're just better than you at it like who hasn't experienced that before and like you don't really think of some things in that light but you do think oh, it comes so relatable it's so funny because of it like there's so much i like about this it's just i wish it wasn't so slow i mean yeah as as, as we said it is a slice of life it is a it was a twitter comic i believe it came out with five pages a week basically i think as it was airing mm -hmm. i'm not 100 percent on that one so the idea was you've got a page every day throughout the week so perhaps it's better viewed through that sort of lens where it's like in chunks of five pages maybe yeah maybe just so you don't feel you're like you're lingering too much maybe yeah but because you're posting sort of one page a day sort of as sean said you've got that sort of traditional four comma structure where each page sort of has to have its own point or punchline or something it does feel like it is more like this could work as like if it was just in chapters as well, because it like in regular chapters as well, because it does feel like instead of like some four comas where it's just here's a quote like in Azumanga, like here's a crazy joke about like the main character's hair, pigtails being taken off her head. On to the next yeah. thing, yada yada. Whereas this one, it's more like actual scenes, as it were. So like this clump of yeah. 12 strips will be around a New Year's festival. This clump will be set in the cafe, such and such. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have little arcs. Yeah, mini arcs. So. Yeah, and those mini arcs sometimes aren't so mini; they just sort of keep going. Like there is the one I just mentioned earlier. Um, there's like a persistent love quadrangle situation going on, and yes. the reason I say quadrangle and not triangle is because people keep getting added to it. So okay, so you've got the main female character Mayu. Right. She likes Yuki the male lead who is really great at cross-dressing uh -huh. who at this point in time likes no one uh, you then have Kay who is the other male lead that starts to learn to cross-dress who likes Mayu but then you have Asuka who is Mayu and Kay's friend who likes Kay mm -hmm. there you go, that's your quadrangle bit of a Z shape I mean maybe I misinterpreted it but I feel like near the beginning uh Male lead, uh, crossdressing lead. I'm fucking I'm bad at this. I feel like at the beginning, someone says something to the effect of, I'm always looking at you. And he's like, Yeah, well, of course I didn't notice that because I'm always looking at you, implying that he wasn't like fully straight. So that was, no, I'm, I know the scene you're talking about. That's when we first get introduced to Kay. Mm -hmm. uh, Maya runs away, obviously, because they're at school and, you know, he's a guy, she's scared. Sure. And sort of at school it's depicted he is a bit He has an intimidating aura. Yeah, an it? intimidating aura. Like he's he's not the most approachable person necessarily. Like he's not mean or anything. It's just he he has that look about him, I guess, to be a bit mean about it. Sure. So she's very intimidated by him and sort of just runs off when he's about. But and in this scene where he gets introduced Ask is like, oh, you've got your work cut out for you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh my god, how, how, how did you know? And it's like, because you're always looking at her. And then in her head, 
she's like, and I know that because I'm always looking at you. Okay. Okay, so I got the characters a little bit confused. All right, that yeah. makes some sense. Right. <laughs> okay, that's a little <laughs> less complicated than I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, it is relatively, like, Mike's blunder aside, it is relatively easy to keep up with, like, who's in touch with who and who is who. And that's, even though there's, like, multiple versions, as it were, of the characters, because, like, half of them are cross-dressing and that all the time, it's still easy to go, like, oh, that's K, that's UK. Like, there's no face blindness, to use our term. Mm-hmm. It does help there is only, like, four characters. Do we ever see Yuki out of Crossdress? I don't think we kind do. Kind of. We see him in, like, his day-to-day clothes, which are not... I, I wouldn't say they're women's clothes or men's clothes in particular, but it's not like he's wearing a dress or anything. He's just wearing... Unisex joggers. outfit. Outfit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, see, you see him when they go over to his house for the first time. You see that... Um... Him cleaning the house in normalish clothes, so he's like got his hair like in more of a ponytail than yeah, cross dressing. In the um, Mackie, where we get like some of Yuki's backstory, we see him at school where he is obviously dressed in the boys' uniform as well. Yeah, okay. I may have missed a couple of Mackies in this, um, so that yeah, it makes sense that I missed that. There we're in fact two. No, no, I probably missed both of them then. Because, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes a little more sense. I didn't think I'd be as... Confused is not the right word here. I, I didn't think I'd be as uh, as lost <laughs> when I read this. Um, just because it is so simple uh, in its plot. It's like, these people like each other. Some of them cross-dress. Let's look at them do some day-to-day things. Yeah. So it's impressive that I managed somehow to get a little bit lost on those points. <laughs> As you say, you you didn't. It sounds like you weren't that into it, so that can definitely play a part. I think you start to just gloss over things. I was into it when it was funny, because I will maintain this actually has some very good jokes in it. Like another one, I'm just gonna randomly drop the jokes that I actually enjoyed in this, just so you know I'm not lying about it. There's another one where this is the lipstick shop again, and Yuki buys the. Mayu. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Mayu. Some lipstick, which is apparent a big, they, they make a big deal out of it. Like, oh, if a boy buys a girl lipstick, then that means they want to kiss. And like, oh, right, that's weird. But then, like, Yugi also tries it out once and then gives it to her. And then he's like, if I use this, this is like, we're kissing indirectly. It's like, what? No. <laughs> Stop it. Teenage weird. girls. <laughs> It's just weird. Or teenagers, I guess. I suppose I, that's not specific. Teenagers in love, Mike. Love's um, weird. <laughs> love is weird, but they are weirder. Like, this is, yeah, these characters aren't meant to be normal, quote-unquote. Um, like, they're not meant to, they're meant to be a little bit exaggerated for comedic purposes. So, but I, I didn't mind them. I wouldn't say they're exaggerated, per se. Like, pretty much... Like, don't get me wrong, it's not like, certainly in England, I can walk down the street and go into, like, a cross-dressing cafe. Hmm. But, like, they all seem relatively normal teenagers to me. Yeah, that, I, that you touched on something there about how you wouldn't be able to just walk into a maid cafe, cross-dressing yeah. maid cafe in this country. And that, that's a well, thing a maid that cafe I'm, in general. <laughs> sure, but I guarantee there's at least one maid cafe in Oh, this if I went to London, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any cross-dressing ma- maid cafes. 
I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't looked. It's just uh, that that seems like a that's like a niche within a niche, you know. And yeah, it, it's it's interesting that they in this they never go down the the dark path, as it were. It's like I said this earlier briefly, but it has every opportunity to go quite dark with it on multiple occasions, and they just don't. So like, there's one scene where uh, Yuki is being cornered by a couple of guys saying. Basically, like, hey, you wanna you wanna go do sex with us, essentially, and then someone comes along and rescues her, which is a rescue, which is a thing which happens quite a lot in this manga. Someone being harassed, someone else comes along and takes them away from the harassment. But whatever. I mean, that's that is how that like that's one way to defuse that situation, Mike. No, it is. I'm just saying, like. In that scene, they figure out that one or more of the situation is people in the situation is a crossdresser, and there's absolutely potential there for it to turn into essentially a, a gay bashing scene, yeah. where it's like, yeah, it, absolutely, like a huge homophobic thing, and they don't do that. Yeah, the only time the series even remotely goes near that is, I think, when um I can't remember if it's a Maki or if it's in the main plot, but we look into like Yuki's backstory, as it were. And how when he was younger he was like man i think he got to wear like his the same dress that his mother wore when she was young or something like that he was like oh this is really awesome i'm gonna go out in these clothes and then yeah gets comes back with them ripped up because he's been beaten the f up by yeah uh like trans, let's just say transphobic kids yeah yeah asshole kid kids yeah kids. pretty much and then this also comes up again later on when he's been like going to school and a skirt because he finds that or well, in female clothes because he finds that far more comfortable and the teachers are like what no no stop that what why are you forcing him to do this parent and parents are like no i'm not he likes that yeah like, no dress as a boy damn it none of that that is the closest that you ever get yeah. to that that is basically yuki's whole character arc is how he has to deal with the uniformity of Japanese society. To be fair, I'm not even going to say Japanese here because I feel this is like a worldwide thing. Yeah, sure, but I don't know if we've covered it before because I get the feeling we have, but Japan in particular is very strict on that sort of thing. Like, if you don't conform, you sort of like, as we see in these Omakis, you get teachers saying, like, you can't have fair hair, which is one of the things that actually happens with Yuki. They're like, you need to dye. They say you should dye your hair. That one I didn't get. Oh, that's that's actually something that happens. Oh no, that happens. But when you look at the cover pages for it, Yuki's hair is like black or dark brown. Uh, it's brown, I think. The, the point, I would like, say a light brown. Yeah, because the thing is, you look into that yeah. going, oh, he must have like blonde hair or something like that. But yeah. no, he's, he's already got a normal hair color, and they're like, dye it. It's like. But it's normal. It's, it's a bit too. I'm I'm assuming it's a bit fairer than. I, like there are situations where I get where that would come up, but yeah, it that felt like such an in that case it felt like such an over exaggeration of like dye your hair. No, I think I I sort of had a little bit of a problem there as well because I know for the longest time I just assumed Yuki was blonde. Same. And then as you say, when you get to like the covers and the Yamakis where you get the color, it's like yeah. oh no, he has red hair or light like, brown light hair or brown, something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's actually, yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, Bleach back in the day. 
where the only reason you knew that Ichigo's hair was orange was because the covers. Because of the covers, yeah. Yeah, like it, it never comes up in the story, and like, why would it? It's someone's hair colour. Lich- literally, he's referred to as Strawberry Mike. Yeah, see, I didn't know what that meant. That's because of his name. And his hair. <laughs> um, I would say more so the name, but... It's, yeah. it's both. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, like, the hair colour is a... Yeah. A thing which always is always a bit of an issue in uh, in manga, especially think, black yeah. and white manga, because yeah, black and white. But that's point. Point is, all of that's kind of the the most not deep, but the most mature serious it ever gets. Everything yeah. in like the main series is pretty. It as I say, it touches on these things, but it's relentlessly stays light and fluffy. Like it refuses to be drawn into those kind of deeper conversations. So I will bring it up because I feel okay. it is somewhat relevant. I don't, from what I remember, it doesn't happen in the two volumes we read. I don't remember it anyway. I last fully read the two volumes last week. Sure. Uh, so I've, I'm forgetting bits. But um, you do learn later on one of the characters we have actually met, just background character for the most part, is actually trans. And there is oh, like yeah. a little bit, I, f- I forget why it comes up but the, you do sort of like learn about their backstory and they talk about it a little bit for some reason i'm going to guess that's the nurse because they seem like the only other character of note yes that that would be the nurse okay considering she pops up well she's she pops up once or twice but then right at the end of volume two she's like oh yeah i'm related to like k and it's like oh Okay, that came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, uh, that really does come out of nowhere. <laughs> it comes out of nowhere, like, oh, right, I guess that's set up for volume three then. Okay. Sure. That scene in particular is also very weird because it starts with what I'm going to loosely call a, an attack hug and <laughs> then devolves into, do you treat all of the kids at school like this? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, no, because that'd be sexual harassment. Like, oh, yeah, good. I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> we're related. It's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable now. <laughs> Thanks for that. Sure, but in fairness, Mike, people going, "Oh my God, there's a friend of mine. I'm going to jump and hug them." Isn't exactly unheard of. <laughs> it's, it's not. But <laughs> this person's like the school nurse or something. Yes. It's like, oh no, <laughs> don't family, don't be... Mike. They're family. I I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. But... I'm not saying anything bad is happening in this scene. It was just like, uh, could we not? <laughs> it's like, there's loads of shit like that. Like, right near the beginning of the whole thing, uh, like how you get introduced to... Mayu... Mm, Mayu... May, 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 you get introduced to her man-phobia, like right at the beginning, is yes. she's on a train and she's being... <laughs> What appears to be um, attacked by a train groper, you know, that whole trope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what kind of shit are we reading? Like, oh, okay, it doesn't go that way. Cool. And that's how you get introduced to a lot of the characters, actually. And then there's like another bit later on where we're talking to Mayu's mother, and she kind of goes into a lot of detail for a Talking to a person she's never met until today, she goes into a lot of detail about why she also has this distrust of men. Uh, she know she knows who Yuki is by that point. Like. Sure. Okay. But yeah, like goes into a lot of detail about it, and she says like, "Yeah, when I was younger, the at one 
when we were both younger, I was dating this guy and it was going well for a while. And I'm like, uh, and then <laughs> started talking to, to Mayu in a certain way. Uh, are we going down that path here? No, we're not. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like, I feel like this is your skewed expect. Maybe it's because of all the trash bang we covered, but I feel these are your skewed expectations coming to the Fucking hell, this, this show has completely <laughs> destroyed me. Like, I can't. I, I am suspicious of every line of text in these fucking things. You read Minamoto story and now you're like, I can't trust anything ever again. Oh my god. <laughs> Minamoto story. Jesus. Hey, hey, I will say, Minamoto story highest. If you want to learn how to draw guys that, you know, are girly, here you go. Read this. <laughs> yeah, read this. Yeah, not Minamoto story. <laughs> oh god, no, no. Was it Minamoto story when there was the guy who was supposed to look super yes. girly he just looked like a dude that's exactly why i just made that point yeah yeah, yeah okay no I just <laughs> my my mind was that was something else. whatever yeah <laughs> they're all blurry together they really are <laughs> uh, <that's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> fucking minamoto's story like oh he's such a beautiful feminine man just looks like a dude <laughs> just like average anime dude yeah he can look like kirito one thing i did like in this and i think um i think it comes up again in the marquee briefly, and I think even Phil's got notes of it here. So, like, the author, or at least, I'm going to assume it's the author, it might just be the Scanlation group that we use. It's the, but... it's the author. Okay, both of them, cool. They do take time to avoid, like, they'll never use the phrase trap, which I was very appreciative of, considering that's not really a good phrase to use nowadays. Like, you try and avoid it where possible. Well, yeah, so, because you brought it up, in the volume one, Amaki's the author outlines three terms, I guess yeah. is the way of putting it. And they say, This is just my take on these terms and how I believe they're different. This is in no way an accurate definition, I guess. Yeah, if I remember correctly, they kind of there's cross dressers, there's traps, and I think the other one is like meant to be like transsexual or approaching transsexual. It's... It's Maiden Boy, Crossdresser, and Otoko no Ko, which in brackets says trap. So, yeah, basically, people yeah. who crossdress because they like crossdressing. Like wearing feminine clothes, yeah. I've got the actual page up here. I'll so go got, for it, buddy. You got Maiden Boy, who is a boy whose behavior and tastes are ladylike, it has no relation to crossdressing. So an inf an effeminate, Efe yeah, man, effeminate. I guess just effeminate. Uh, yeah. Crossdresser, a boy who wears female clothes, whether he looks or not like a woman, will depend on the natural qualities and efforts of the individual. And then Otoko no Ko or Trap, a boy who looks like a woman when wearing feminine clothes. There are also cases in which the person has a feminine appearance without crossdressing. Yeah, I, was, I don't know if it's because I read a different translation to you guys or something, maybe. I don't know. They definitely do use these terms, like, quite liberally. Like, as in, they use the word transvestite. They even use the word trap at one point. Uh, it was in a form of a joke, but... They use it, like, once or twice, but yeah. Right, okay. They never point at, like, you can go, that's a trap, or anything like that. The, the one time when they... That I can remember, they do use that term. It is in the form of a joke, so it's absolutely like not it's not like it's not an insult or anything as such it's uh that something to the effect of yuki does something quite feminine and then somebody says 
like oh uh, yes your trap skills are strong or something like that like it, it's a play on like you've activated my trap card kind of joke and yeah. again like it's played for laughs and like in the same way that you would do a slightly insulting joke at a friend for bants for banter so yeah. like that's that's fine i guess like this 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 manga very does go out very does good job uh, very much does go out of the way to try not to insult anybody which is a good thing because it's very easy to do that and it's very it's very easy to not take 10 seconds to consider the effect you're going to have on people so yeah good good job to the uh, artist and author they're not the same person they are the same person no good job to both of them then it's the same yeah. same person like yeah both of them Okay, yeah. As I say, I, on the flip side of the whole, like it never delves deep into these conversations. It also, by staying light, also manages to make sure that it respects everything, as it were, and doesn't. Mm. Yeah, never, never comes off as like offensive or as like like it's mocking crossdressers or anything like that. And on that note, I will say, if we are saying anything wrong here or bad because we just don't know, we are, as we've said, three white cisgendered men. Feel free to correct us. This is not a this is not a call to be like this must be the way we see things. No, just feel free to educate us on what we're doing, saying or doing wrong, because we are also trying to be respectful. So yeah, yeah, let's not let's not do that. I mean, so you're saying it doesn't go too deep into it, and I mean, it no. doesn't. But at the same time, I don't necessarily feel like it needs to. No, I I agree. I feel like the idea is it's just trying to normalize that world, I guess. It's just saying... Oh, they yeah. do a great job of that. Don't get me wrong. It's not trying to be like... Um, I don't think it, it's not necessarily on exactly the same themes or topics, but it's not trying to be like, say, my lesbian experience with loneliness. It's not trying to be like a, a Jose that's going to delve deep into these topics. This is very much no. just kind of... This is a setting more than it is it's, a conversation. Yeah. I feel like that in itself is almost like a point, I guess, a conversational point is the fact that it is just like, here, here is Yuki who is a whatever term the author decides to use for them, cross-dresser, transsexual, whatever they want to go with. And it's sort of just, okay, that, yeah. that, is, that is normal. Yeah, that that is it's, a, it's a character trait versus a plot point. Yeah. Like, uh, manga has this habit of, if this is a manga about whatever, they have a habit of really nailing into that one thing over and over. So if, there was, if it was a manga about motorcycles, for example, they will go on and on and on about everything to do with it. And like they will nail that point in because that's what they're enthusiastic about and they just want an excuse to talk about it. That's not what this does because it just has... It's just like a fact that these people dress differently to how you would, uh, how society would expect, and that's just who they are, and that's fine. Like it does a great job of just normalizing this. Um, it people are shocked at first, but then like in the in the story, people are always like shocked, like "Oh my god, that's a boy!" and then they're like, "Yeah, boy, cool. Yeah. This is." My life is no different now than it was, was 10 say, seconds ago. It's like, yeah. wow, that's that's a revelation. And then they just go about their lives. Yeah. 
it's like it's how I expect a lot of people like react when your regular celebrity comes out as gay or trans or anything like that. You're just like, oh my god, cool, and then life goes on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, which is I mean that, good. that's how that's how you should react. Yes, you should react to it that. Like that. Way, yeah, just be like, oh, cool. Yeah, because when people come out, the fact they need the fact that there's a term for it coming out, you're expecting a reaction of some kind because it's go it's so against what people expect or it, they what they currently know in their internal knowledge, and so you're expecting as someone who is coming out that you expect there to be a reaction. You go, and, but then there isn't a reaction. You can't be like, oh my god, that's insulting. Like, no, you're expecting the reaction. The insult is when that reaction doesn't stop and it starts coloring everything they say do and act around you like that's that's the insulting part because it's like i'm not a different person you just have new information <laughs> and it's like it, it does especially if it doesn't affect them in like any way so like yeah <laughs> and it's it's good that they they don't do that in this because it, it, it's very easy if you're gonna make a manga about cross-dressing it's, it's very very easy to just keep hammering in on that point of like it's like uh, this is a strange thing that society doesn't accept but they don't do that they do their best to try and normalize it yeah. that's the main reason why i get so annoyed every time the punchline is these guys are actually boys you know because like you're doing so well with normalizing it every other time don't don't backpedal like don't don't take the easy joke just because it can be done like just just let it be normal it's a gag manga, Mike. I know, but like, do a different <laughs> gag, you know. Be more clever. <laughs> I mean, fair as well, because there there are a couple of like bully characters in this, but they're they're never like bullying because it's uh, someone's cross dressing in this. I mean, heck, we actually get to see at the end towards the end. It's like, oh no, they're just uber stressed and we're taking it out on other people. Basically, <laughs> that was fucking weird. <laughs> like, it was a bit weird. <laughs> It was it was ra it like came out of nowhere like <laughs> absolutely nowhere. But I you know I I thought it was relative. Once you got past that, it's a relatively sweet moment. I yeah, like it was fine. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's just <laughs> these two people went from the they're in a library and someone asked them because they're just like laughing and being raucous and main character my Mayu asks them so close. the person <laughs> the person who's got the male phobia yes. uh, goes up to them and asks them to you know keep it down because it's a library fair enough and they turn on her and they say <laughs> they say like oh it's natural to be laughing at stuff as natural as breathing are you saying you don't want us to breathe oh you want us to die <laughs> it's like fucking hell <laughs> that's um that's a walk <laughs> that's some chain logic yep. right there and they're just like being generally quite mean to her and it progresses etc and then later on, they come back in and they're like, hey, we're here to return some books. And they go into this huge monologue about how, oh, we're just like really stressed and upset. And we've been kicked out of so many places and we thought it was happening to the library. And like, this is and weird, like, man. Oh, this, this, it's like our last week here because we're graduating and <laughs> we're never going to see this place again. And just, yeah. People who use that kind of chain logic in arguments just to like really nail into people how angry they are they don't have that kind of inflection <laughs> they don't have the ability to be like 
Yeah, wow. sorry, I'm just going through a tough time right now. I'm <laughs> <Wow>, rude. <laughs> Very rude, and you know, prove me wrong. <laughs> I mean, if that, that is like if I do have to draw one critique on one, my biggest critique on this is that sometimes the pacing of that is a lot of like, and now out of nowhere, this has happened. Like, it happens with the bullies. There's an arc where Mayu, so uh, because of her, I've got it written down here, uh, because of her androphobia. Is like, no, I have to start trying to be a bit more proactive about this, a bit more out there. And then we jump forward a page or two and she's now working in the library and interacting with guys. That, not normally per se, but she's she's let, she's gone on leaps and bounds and they make a whole plot arc of like, man, she tried too hard. And it's like, there should have been a more gradual build up to this. And that does happen a few times where yeah. they just kind of, it feels like they leap ahead and then they're like, because they want to get to the next plot. It's like, you could have spent a little bit more time like weird michael hate this i'm asking for more strips <laughs> but uh like a little more build on some of the bigger plot points it wants to touch on would have been nice no I, I kind of do agree with you on that particular point and i think this is a another victim of the four panels per page format where it's like it really does uh lock off your chances to do more subtle and meted out progression in certain plots uh that being said I do, I do, I completely agree with you, but I, I also wouldn't want it to be dragged out. I think the reason why the four panels really makes it suffer is because you have to have something coherent within four panels. So that doesn't lend itself very well to having a steady progression of plot and character because you always have to draw a conclusion at the end, like a small conclusion, but a conclusion at the end of each page. And that doesn't lend itself well to character development in general. So I absolutely agree with you on that point. Although having said that, more time in certain scenes would have actually been torture. <laughs> like, I'd, I couldn't I... do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, certain scenes needed it. Other scenes needed way less. Like, I would have been happy, right, if you'd taken the excess bloat from some scenes and put them in other scenes. Just like move them around a bit. It would have been fine. I, it's I found it relatively like snappy outside of um, uh, like the what we mentioned it earlier when they go to the makeup shot and the makeup girl is literally just dumping paragraphs of text per panel. Yeah. But I got that was the point of her character. Like yes. she's very passionate about this. In info dumping on someone who's like, I, I no, yeah. please stop. <laughs> it's like ah, the mangaka likes makeup. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do get people like that as well in real oh, life. Oh no, yeah. Oh no, absolutely. But I, I got am one like, of those people. <laughs> I appreciate that was like one character and that was just their trait. And then once you move past that, it's back to to me at least, relatively snappy dialogue and scenes and all that. But... Yeah. I mean I, I didn't mind that particular scene, like the, the paragraph yeah. dumps, because you know, that was the joke. Yeah. And I've said this a few times, like every time it goes for uh, for comedy, it usually nails it. Uh, the only one I, I don't like is the one I've mentioned a lot. And yeah, like I think whoever whoever like wrote this, I don't know what their background is prior to doing this, but they know how to structure a joke really well. And that's actually a point where I believe the four panels format actually helps it because it allows comedy to remain quick and snappy and it allows you to just like, have a self a minimum self-contained area where a joke can take place. So in that regard it works. It's just when you try to take that format into longer story arcs, 
that it makes certain things suffer. And when those story arcs are longer and longer, it compounds the suffering, as it were. So I, I do understand a lot of the decisions here. Just some of them I don't think landed. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I will say as well, just because that scene also reminds me, it was probably like, uh, we haven't talked about it much, but the art in this is mostly, it's relatively simple and it's mostly fine across the board. Like I have mm-hmm. no real, I wouldn't say there's anything that's like jaw droppingly good, but there's like nothing that really takes it out. Yeah, it's The fine. only one that did was like in that one scene. So one of the things in that one is that uh, Mayu gets uh, dragged off essentially to be doled up a bit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, here's the reveal, ta-da! And it didn't look any no, different. No difference. It looked exactly the same. Like her mouth was a slightly yeah. like different curve or something. She looked yeah, exactly it was the like same. A slightly different yeah. shade, but yeah, you'd be hard pressed to tell the difference. I appreciate it's because it's a very simple art style as well. It's hard to really like emphasize that. But yeah, it did literally just look like and but the characters were like, oh my god, you're so much <laughs> like well. Try not to just say you're pretty now as opposed to before. <laughs> but it was like there's no step change. <laughs> and then the panel afterwards, they're like, Oh, I'm sorry I made you remove all that. D- did you? <laughs> it's like squinting at it. I guess the eyebrows are a bit thinner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's another one they do. They talk about how they're like styling their eyebrows and like there's no change here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> also with the on the art point backgrounds are inconsistent at best in this like sure there, are, there is long stretches of time when there's no background and then it's very jarring when suddenly there is the most detailed background you have ever seen in a manga ever it, backgrounds are only really there for establishing shots more than anything yeah. so it, it, it follows the bleach philosophy of if you don't need them why bother <laughs> well or why don't why doesn't everyone just follow the dragon ball z philosophy of just set everything in a wasteland how how would that work for this, Mike? Ah, you'd find a way. <laughs> <laughs> it's some kooky kids who are trying to find love in a wasteland. <laughs> and they also cross-dress. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the only clothes they had available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, it's perfectly fine. I'd read it. Yeah, g- great. Of course you would. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. The other thing I will say artistically is um, Phil will be able to weigh in more because he's probably read way more four comas than me or Mike ever have. I feel like uh, this sure. is a lot wider than mo- like most four comas are a lot more have a shorter width. I guess is what I'm saying. Like on this one, it goes yeah. for the entire page. Whereas, for example, when I read Chaos a while back, it would be two to a page, like two to a standard like A5 page. I'm um, with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't really. No, on that front. All the ones I've read, at the very least, sort of this style where you have four panels on an A4 page, usually because we've we've been calling this a four coma, but there are times where it sort of breaks out of the panels a little bit, and you have sort yeah. of like a full, It'll have like a large a character, character shot, for, ex- yeah. for example. Yeah, or yeah. there'll just be like an additional character slightly off panel in a very slightly different scene yeah. like yeah it yeah. breaks the rules a little bit yeah like it's not it's not always a strict four panels generally yeah. it is but you know it plays a little bit uh whereas sort of what you're saying that there is you do have like i think traditionally in like printed versions you have two to a page like two strips to a page yeah whereas i feel this would only be one i see what yeah. you're saying 
Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't read knowingly. I haven't read many four coma, so I. It's it's wider than I see Manga or Kale, which is my yeah. entire experience of this shop. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like I suspect I have read them and just not realized and be like, yeah, that that's some that's a comic strip. My main experience is Twitter comics, which. As I say, I think they're more this style than the traditional style. Well, in fairness, Twitter comics are generally four images because that's how many you can put on a tweet. Sure. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> usually I feel like they just tend to upload the whole page anyway. Yeah, fair enough. God, the comics I read from social media are just horrendous, so I can't wait. in. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> but uh, yeah, otherwise, artistically, as I say, I, just, I wanted to bring up the art. I think mostly for the case, it's like, it's just fine. It's yeah, sure. it's nothing amazing. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's it's very clear. There's no face blindness. Face blindness, as you said earlier. Uh, there's yeah. Uh, it does this weird sort of uh, weird weird uh, dichotomy of characters where all of the female characters have short bob like hair, but all of the male characters have long hair. Like it seems to be long hair equals cross dresser. Say is that K when he's not cross dressing has pretty short hair. I agree, uh, but to be fair, it is also like uh, a societal thing where generally longer hair is seen as more feminine. Like I have by put it like this: of the three of us, I have by far the longest hair of yeah, us by a country mile, and I have occasionally been mistaken for a girl from behind. Which oh, is, I I uh, used to have long hair. Like if you look at my driver's license right now. I, uh, it was taken back from a time when I had hair which was not as long as yours, but I'd say like a decent load of the way yeah. there. And yeah, it's it's pretty common. Long hair equals female, <laughs> unless you're like full on biker or metalhead or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I just I remember I think I was like at a museum with my mother at some point when I was much younger, and this guy just came like, oh, how are you ladies doing today? I just turn around, <laughs> and look at him, and he's like, uh oh. Oh Whoops. no! I've got a similar. I've got a similar story. Oh uh, man! Back in a previous life, I when I had the long hair, I worked at Tesco. I was a trolley boy, and yes, my name was Michael. I was Michael the trolley boy, like in Hot Fuzz. And uh, I was working at Tesco, and uh, I was I had long hair, and I was working with a friend of mine who back then had long hair, and in fact still has long hair, and uh, we're both both men both quite hairy men in fact like hair he we i had the long hair but he also had like long hair and like a full beard as well and we were just walking around because we were both trolley boys and we were just walking through the car park having a bit of a chat while we were waiting to split off and go get other trolleys and then there was a couple of guys behind us they <laughs> were just walking behind us for a couple of minutes and one of them went oh sexies like clearly trying to catcall us and we ignored it and then we like when we turned off like to go different directions i heard distinctly one of them saying oh i think i've made a mistake <laughs> it's the funniest shit i have experienced in that job and i have experienced some funny shit in that job like it, it's very much uh, a mixed bag uh i don't miss it <laughs> but it was not the worst job i've ever had so there you go yeah um but yeah, as I say, it's society just treats long hair as a feminine thing. They which, sure do. Oh boy. But uh, if we if this was the society feminine podcast, we'd be here. Well, for starters, we're all three cis men, so we'd be terrible. 
<laughs> Three cis men discuss a thing they have no authority on. Yeah, feminism. Let's let's solve that, lads. God, let's do all of the things. Let's do all the isms. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. But uh, yeah, I feel because there's not a huge amount of other things to dissect. What would it be? The four coma and yeah. Like it has it has plot beats, but it as say it never delves deeply into them, so there's not really much we can delve into deeply, as it were. The only mm. other thing I was gonna mention is it is a four coma and it does lots of mini arcs, but there's one main arc throughout the whole thing, which I did mention earlier, which is this love quadrangle situation going on. Yes. And sure. you actually do feel character development in that regard. Because even though Stories take place over the course of four panels, multiple pages, but four panels. You do feel that those relationships developing over time. Like you genuinely feel by the time we finished reading, the all of the main characters are starting to become closer with their no doubt future partners. Uh, they're starting to work through issues and yeah. Yeah, there's definite progression over the two volumes. Like, Maya is confronting her androphobia and is kind of, rea well, has realised her feelings for Yuki. Yuki is starting to go, wait, am I in lesbians with Mayu? Ah. <laughs> good old Scott Pilgrim joke. Yeah, I was going to say, good old Scott Pilgrim reference there. Yeah, and uh, even, like, Kay seems to be, like, slowly coming to terms with, like, he's probably never going to be with Mayu, but... Uh, that for Asuka friend's been pretty cool all his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, I definitely see that as I definitely <laughs> see that as a developing relationship. Yes. There's there's I feel it's not standing still. Like there is a progression to this and I in fairness, the fact that it's five volumes, like I could see that. I could see this being wrapped up in like a few more volumes. Because there's sure. progression, but there's not, you know, oodles of it to go. This isn't like a this isn't a theme that's going to have legs and run for 10 years. Well, all I'm saying, Sean, is there is only five volumes, so yes. I, I would hope so. Oh, so that, I was going to ask that. Is it, is it done now? It yeah, is done. it's done. It ran for about three years, so the, we read about 40% of it. God, I'm, I'm yeah. really glad to hear that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like you could literally stop this story at any time, and it would be as satisfying an ending as you're going to get. Realistically. No. The satisfying ending is when they're going out, Mike. Well, that's the thing. Is like, if at any point this just stopped, then I you'd be like, what Mike's yeah, that's saying. Fine. Like, they, they kind of are, for all intents and purposes, going out. Yeah. And because of that, I'd be very afraid that the author would then drag this out for another 10 years, rent a girlfriend style. <laughs> and. It's like when you get to the point of like when you get to the point of you're screaming at the manga, just fuck already, then that's a problem. And I don't think we got there yet, but I feel if it went on too much longer, you would do. So it would be interesting to see what kind of beats you'd hit in the future volumes, just because you we're we're past the point where no where everyone's oblivious to each other's feelings. We're way past that. So everyone knows how everyone else feels. Yeah, they're all starting to call on feelings. I think at this point they're all pretty much aware of who each other is, even when they're cross-dressing. Yeah. Like that just gets dropped for one of them, like at one point. Yeah. Well, because obviously Yuki they, they all know Yuki's cross-dressing. 
yeah. obviously. Yuki knows Kay's cross-dressing. He helps yeah. him do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asuka kind of cottons on to yeah. it. Yeah. And in the two volumes we read, Mayu's the only one who doesn't know the K she sees that's cross dressing is the same as the K at school. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's but, like that's that's another example of a plot point where they could have done something, but then they just drop it like Asuka going, it, Oh yeah, that's K that's K cross dressing, got it. Like yeah, there's never a moment of revelation, as it were. Well, yeah, it you do sort of have a few beats where um He's he's sort of thinking like, oh crap, has has she realised? Kind of thinks he, he lets something slip, or he's a little too casual with her. Cause obviously, he knows her, but she doesn't let anything on. But then I forget when it happens. But at some point, she uses the Chan honorific with him when he's sure. not cross dressing, and it's like ah, she's cottoned on basically. Like some something will have happened, and all the pieces just fell into place for her because she knows him better, I guess. Yeah. What's the uh for people who don't know, and also me? Uh, what's the significance of the Chan honorific in this context? Generally used with girls, right? Yeah. You you wouldn't use Chan for a boy, no, unless they're a young boy. Unless they're a young boy, or again, your trolley, like she is in that case. Like, yeah, y- yes. Generally speaking, Chan for girls, Kun for boys. Yes. Yeah. Gen- generally speaking. Yeah, okay. So you yeah, you wouldn't call a teenaged boy with a chan honorific. Again, unless you're sort of teasing them a bit. Or as Sean pointed out there, like you're sort of just being she uh Asuka was just being like, Yes, I, I know your little secret. Mm. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, this is this is pretty clever in some regards in that in that case then. Because I didn't pick up on that, because I, I know about different honorifics, but I don't necessarily see the significance all the time. I'm just like, yep, that's a thing yeah. people say. Sort of over it, yeah. That, yeah that's so... fair, because honestly, as far as we're concerned as English-speaking individuals, mm-hmm. honorifics are generally not a thing we have to worry about, so we just yeah. gloss over them. Yeah, we, we have, like, Mr. and Mrs., but you don't tend to use them in regular conversations. Yeah, you, you wouldn't yeah. use them in regular conversations. Like, you don't, we don't refer, like, I wouldn't go up to someone in primary school and be like, oh, it's Master such and such, yeah. or Mistress such and such, which is our, I'm going to say equivalent in inverted commas, but, you know, again, kind we of, yes. never use yeah. that in conversation. That, yeah, that's what you use for kids and teenagers. Yeah. If you have to write your title as a kid, you yeah. put that, yeah. But in fact, that, like, the, the art of like when to use honorifics and when not to when translating is a whole different discussion. <laughs> so. Well, when yeah, well, when translating, I think you just use whatever the authors put. Sure, Tra- translation is an art, not a science. Yeah, as it definitely, and yeah, it vary. Like, um, there's, for example, don't use honorifics; they deliberately cut them all out. Whereas I think Yen Press always do. So again, like art, not science. As I, it depends. Like you can generally get the idea of it without them, but they also add nuance that you wouldn't get without them. Yes, yeah. they add a nuance that uh, does yes, help. It, it kind of gives you an indication of how close two individuals are. Yeah, like if we were to try and translate that K Chan scene without it, you probably put like it in italics, or you'd be like Little Miss K or something like that to try and like yeah. emphasize that. You, you would say like Miss yeah. K or something. 
Well, inter- interesting that you said that because um, there's actually one scene, and I can't actually remember the context of it, but one character is trying to explain something to another character. They spend the entire four panels explaining this thing. Uh, at the end says, all right, so do you understand? And the other character goes, no. And the translator note says, yeah, I have no idea what they're talking about either. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Translation, it's an art, not a science. Oh, no, I know what you're about. No, to be fair, that's the one where they're talking about, like, do you like or love someone? And then the examples are getting increasingly stupid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a joke. <laughs> it, it is a joke. Because it's a, it is an adult writing a teenager talking about love. Sure. But it, it just, it does escalate from, like, relatively normal examples to, what, what, what are you talking like, about, Asuka? What, yeah, it's like, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And uh, I feel like, is there anything else anyone wants to raise about this series? Or is the only last, last point is... Um, oh, a last, last point. Dan. Last, last point. I, the, the individual things they get up to in this are actually not, like, weird or abnormal in any way. Like, every one of these scenes feel like they could actually happen, which is pretty rare for even a slice of life manga like i know you're about to say it's a slice of life that it's supposed to be like that not really my experience of slice of life is that the actual situations people get into is they're always like crazy exaggerated you're, you're thinking yeah as a manga die this isn't thing. absurdist like as manga die can get at times like yeah but like even like the ones that are supposed to be reflections of real life they're still like exaggerated to hell like this, this one seems very, very grounded. I notice, which is odd. Like it's not odd in the sense that it's odd to be grounded. It's just odd that it's, you know, a manga that is grounded in general. Well, I think it, that's also partly because of the themes it's going on about. It doesn't need to add a layer of like, oh, they're all aliens or any nonsense <laughs> like that on top of it, because then that starts to muddy the conversation. That again, it's not going deep into these themes, but it would then start to like maybe show them off more disingenuously like oh you have to be an alien to be a crossdresser which is no 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 no. yeah let, let's not do that yeah exactly <laughs> so again it's a weird one where it's like it doesn't go deep but maybe that's for the best in this case yeah like it somehow not going deep makes it deeper not what i was saying but sure <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> okay it's like it, it in its attempts to not be incredibly standoutish it's actually way more respectful and that gives more depth than like trying to shine a light on it kind of thing but yeah uh, yeah i guess i see what you're saying like it makes it more unique in my eyes and that it's trying it's trying to be more genuine about this rather than play it for i was about to say rather than play it for last but it's a comedy series so that doesn't work rather than you know make a mockery of it yeah yeah it it yeah. does play situations for laughs but the joke is never haha man in dress exactly that, that, that's never the joke which is good well, so you did sort of mention it a little bit earlier as well, Mike. Like, there is a couple of pages when they're sort of talking about the cross-dressing as well, which I feel like they're actually kind of informative in a way. Yeah, they are. I, like, I like he's talking, talking about like the hip placements on men versus women and how you've got to dress certain ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched a fair amount of RuPaul's Drag Race where they do talk about this stuff, and I can tell you the things they mention are accurate yeah so there you go it is it is literally informative yes yeah like don't, don't get me wrong it 
I don't think it would be a great guide on how to. <laughs> yeah, it's not an instructional guide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, there are people out there who do great tutorials on this. I would imagine. No doubt. So. Nice save there, Mike. I would imagine. <laughs> Never watched that myself. No. No. <laughs> but like, I feel like it would give someone who might be interested in that sort of stuff like a couple of starting points to then go on and find out more and figure out what they need to do if they wanted to. Yeah, like someone reading this would be like, "Man, I've I've wanted to do drag or cross dress or whatever yeah. for the longest time, but I my my hip placement's all wrong. I can't do it. And then they well, see no, this. Like, thing, maybe, maybe they didn't even realize hip placement was a thing they had to worry yeah, about. There you go. They'd be like, oh, I need to wear my skirt higher up. Yeah. I think mo most importantly in that case, what it does very much is it norm this normalizes that to a brilliant degree. And like, this is not, again, this is not a series that highlights this as being something weird or that only crazy people do cross-dressing yeah. or only perverts do cross-dressing. Like, so if you were interested in doing that, this is very much kind of like a, it's normalized. You could read this and be like, oh, yeah, this is just a nice manga where that's a thing rather than, oh, my God, he's yeah. cross-dressing. What a hentai. Yeah, uh, normalize things that affect no one. Yeah. Basically is what I'm saying. If a person is straight and they want to wear dresses, that's fine because it doesn't affect you. If someone is gay and they only want to wear leather, okay, that doesn't affect you. <laughs> like, just, just you know, li people live their lives. Yeah, just respect people. Mm -hmm. Don't go. be a dick. Don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. Well, there we go. We've, we've tackled that topic. Three cis men have done it again. <laughs> we've, we've solved one of the isms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, this is, a, this is a joke, but... Like you're making a joke in that, but it is important for us to like to be able to talk about this because a lot of white cisgender men uh, perpetuate ignorance on certain topics because they feel like they don't have a voice in that topic. And there's a difference between being able to talk about it and spouting ignorant opinions on things. I would say there's a difference between being informed and having the ability to weigh in on things. Yeah, like, we have no ability to really say anything that would affect anything. We are very much no. outsiders to this topic. But it doesn't mean that we can't discuss it and, in our own way, normalize it. Yeah, we, we can become informed on things. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the term I've heard before is willfully ignorant, and right. I don't think there's an excuse for that. Because it's like saying, this doesn't affect me, therefore I don't care enough to learn about it. That's not okay, because you are effectively shutting off one area of society, and you're saying they are less than because they're nothing to do with you. And that's, that's not okay. You should be able to talk about certain topics without injecting opinion into it as well, when that opinion has no basis. Yeah, I will, uh, my, my take on it is slightly in. Like, if you want to be willfully ignorant or something, sure, just again, don't try and inject an opinion in that yeah. matter because it's got no founding. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't care about cross-dressing, that's fine. I'm not suggesting you, go out, like, you have to read this to learn it or anything like that. Just, you know, don't judge other people who are cross-dressing. Yeah, yeah, don't try and inject your opinion on the matter. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like when you you get people who choose not to vote in elections. It's like, cool, you didn't vote. That's entirely your choice. You don't get to complain about it now. Yeah, pretty much. Well, they, they, I mean, they do yeah. when they get, you know, thrown out their home, but, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, the, 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 yeah, that one's a bit more of a fine argument line, to be but... made, I think, but I, I also understand what Mike's saying. Yeah, go, uh, go vote, kids. I mean, you can't right now because there's no election happening, Britain, but... Uh... Also, kids can't vote. Why you guys gotta do me like this? Like I say, I tell people to vote, and you're like, "No, you're wrong." Because you're telling people to commit electoral fraud, Mike. <laughs> Every, vote five five times, kids. <laughs> oh, Voting once would be fraud if they're not allowed to vote, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so they may as well just lean in at that point, <laughs> just, just all the way in. <laughs> just, you know what? If you're gonna commit a crime, just you may as well just go jump straight to in. murder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, okay. <laughs> On that note, let's jump straight to the conclusion before Mike can say anything else. <laughs> before Mike incriminates himself further. Pretty much. Oh my god. Right. Um I think I'm the most positive, so I'll go first. There you go. There's a this spice twist. Um I I really like this ultimately in the end. And considering there's only five volumes, if it does uh get licensed, which I don't admittedly think it will do. And I don't think it'll get an anime. I feel like, it, for, for starters, because it's a Twitter comic, I'm not sure about the how that works from a licensing perspective. Also, because of the topic matter, I know. Not that that makes it, like, not that that means it'll never get picked up. There are series that delve into these things that do get picked up, but I just don't see it happening. It's a shame, because again, with only five volumes, I'd absolutely pick this up. I really like it. I think it's a nice, chill and cute vibe. I like all the characters, which is rare for a series. Usually there's at least one or two main characters who I can't stand the sight of. But in this case, I like them all. It has it has minor issues in like pacing. There are times where I do wish it would go more in-depth, but I get why it doesn't. But I never felt like any of it detracted. Like, this was one where when I was doing my, because I read through these twice for the series, once, first of all, to just go through it all, and then the second time when I'm writing up my notes. And yeah, I had no problem reading this twice, and I would have no problem reading it again, and the rest of it, if I ever picked it up. But uh, sadly, I don't think, again, it'll ever get licensed, so that'll probably never be an option. Cough legally, cough. Which is fine, because we read this all legally, Sean, as we discussed already. We did support the official release. I mean, it doesn't exist, but support it. There, there is actually an official release. Hey, sorry, Japan, yes. I could, go on, I could log on to Twitter and stare at the panels. No, and go, you can, you can actually buy a physical edition of it. Yes, yes, you can. But again, Japanese. I would not have what it said, but you know. I say, I hope it gets licensed so I can pick it up someday, but I'm not betting on it ever would. But uh, I definitely, I enjoyed this. I liked the characters. I liked the whole vibe and feel it was going for. It's something different. It avoids every possible landmine it could step on, and I don't think that's going to change in the remaining three volumes. And I think it will wrap things up neatly in the remaining three volumes. Like it doesn't last. It's not going to go drag on and on and on like Bleach. That's that's my take. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this all out of order. I'm gonna throw to Phil next. Oh, Phil, I assuming you've read all of it from the discussion. I, I have. have. Brilliant. Uh, then would you buy it? Uh. Would you watch it, I guess? I don't know if it ever got made. Yeah, uh, five volumes. I wouldn't have a particular problem buying this. It's say it's pretty chill. Five volumes. I'm, I wouldn't complain at throwing the money at it for that. Would I watch an anime? 
Uh, probably not. I don't think there's anything to be gained from it being animated. That's fair. There's no, like, action scenes where I'd be like, oh man, I can't wait to see this fight. What are you talking about? There's a makeup montage. There's a makeup montage. In fairness, that's probably the one scene that would benefit, because... <laughs> yeah, yes. Don't get me wrong. You, you would benefit from all the things where you're like, man, I wish this was in color so I could understand what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, look at his hair. He's very clearly not Japanese. Like, it, it, isn't he? As, as we said before, his, his hair looks perfectly normal to us. Yep. But yes, I, I don't think I would bother with an anime. I, I mean, if it was just like an OVA or something, maybe. Or a short series, possibly, but I think it's unlikely. But yeah, I, I would pick up the volumes if they got uh, localized. Yeah, fair enough. And lastly, then we go to the man who's been all over the place throughout this episode. So this will be uh, fun to hear. Mike, would you read more? Would you buy more? And most importantly, when am I going to see these pictures of you in a skirt? <laughs> Uh, you have to subscribe to a very different website for that. But uh, it's... So my feelings on this are very complicated by comparison to you guys. Because I think when it's good, it's really good. And when it's bad, it's really bad. Not like not like heinous, like we have read in the past. It's, it's no Minamoto. It's no Minamoto, it's no Cooper, it's no like any of the bad shit we've read. And it so because it's it's fine, it's just boring in those moments. So my thoughts on this are that I don't think I would read more, but that's only because I had to read two volumes of this for the podcast. If we read one volume and then we stopped and then I took a break and came back and read another volume or I was able to read this slower, I would probably have enjoyed it more. Okay, two things here, buddy. Mm-hmm. First of all, not that the viewers know this, you've had three weeks. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Second of all, you yourself earlier in this very episode said that you could have read up to the end of volume one and then stopped and walked away. Yes, that's what I'm saying now. No, but what you're saying now is... You're saying you could have read volume one, given it a little bit, and then read another volume. No, that's the thing. I Okay, so to be clear, I would be very happy to just have stopped at volume one. Uh, but if I was, but you know, it, that is if the story stopped at the end of volume one, I'd be like, okay, this is fine. But the fact that it keeps going, it's like if I could, if I read it slower, I probably would have enjoyed it more. I'm not saying I couldn't have, I'm just saying I didn't. Because I do think the pacing of it, it, it ruins the experience for me personally. I actually think all of the jokes in this, with the exception of that one they keep repeating, oh, these are actually boys. Like, okay, cool. Like, with the exception of that one, the jokes all land perfectly fine. They're actually funny. Uh, the setup is great. The payoff is great. The art is good. Like, it's fine. The actual story and characters, like you said, there's no, there's no trash characters. Uh, whenever there's side characters, they are they, they're there for a reason, and then you pretty much never see them again. So, the, and the characters that you do follow, you get attached to. The real problem is that pacing. I I can't get past like how 
bored I was by the end of this just because it was like, cool, we're still on this over and over and over. And I feel like I would have enjoyed this a lot more if it wasn't stuck to the four-panel structure because you still could have had that same payoff if you had just of like jokes and whatnot if you weren't stuck on four panels. So, yeah, I, I would say no to this. In terms of, like, reading it, I don't regret reading it. Like, I think it was an absolutely fine read, and I'm sure other people will enjoy it more than I did. Because I actually don't think I disliked this. I think I liked it. In terms of, like, buying it, nah, I don't like it enough to want to, like, buy out the rest of the series or anything like that if it got localized. And in terms of, like, watching it, that one I'd be a little more open to if they did, like, five-minute mini-episodes kind of thing. You, you want it exactly like as in manga, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, I actually think it would be a little bit, like, more palatable like that if they really tried to translate the four-coma format into anime. Because, yeah, I do agree with Phil. Like, I don't think it benefit, it would benefit too much from a full anime treatment. Yeah, you're, you're thinking a skit show type thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, mini-episodes, mini-sodes. Uh, like, quick... Like, it could even be, like, during the break of another completely different anime kind of thing. I think that would actually do it quite well. But uh, outside of that, nah, I'm not revisiting this one, I don't think. It's not bad, but certainly not for me. So there you have it. Uh, Mike hates crossdressers, and that is our takes on this series. I, I don't. I feel it important to point out. I don't think that's what I said at any point during this episode. So if you want to hear more of Mike's flagrant hatred, uh, where can they watch you on Twitch, buddy? Okay, I'm going to need you to not get me cancelled. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, if you leave the fucking wild area. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because I am playing Pokemon uh, Shield currently. But yes. Um, uh, uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Bersegra, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R, and on Twitter at the same name. Uh, currently playing Pokemon Shield, and I'm getting through it at a pace which is very expedient and nobody is mad at me for. Yeah, I, don't, I know, right? Yeah. And I guarantee <laughs> you at the rate he streams and the rate he plays Pokemon, he'll still be playing that for months to come. All right. We got, we got some beef here. Right, this is <laughs> this is absolutely a tangent at the end of the episode. But you constantly say that I don't stream, which haha, very funny. I do stream. Fuck you. Yes, yes, Mike. As your pin Twitter post says, you stream every day at seven pm. <laughs> Be fair, his his profile doesn't say every day. It does not say every day. I think it's five days a week. <laughs> it is five days a week. I stream five days a week. Did you see stream five days a week last week, Mike? Depends on your definition of when a week starts. <laughs> Sunday to Sunday, why not? Um, last week, no, because week I. It. Yes. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> you, that was the weekend you were off. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> I do it because I love you, Mike. Also because I pay for you to stream. So, you know. What Sean's saying is, uh, as a shareholder in the Mike streaming industry, yeah, uh, he expects to see some returns. As your most recent donator, as is clearly displayed on your streams, I demand better. <laughs> Nobody gives me money. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Okay, right. Here we go. Get ready, boys and girls. Phil, where can they find you on Twitter? 
harm. Thanks. At Phylaxkian. That is a lie. They absolutely can find you on Twitter. Yeah, but I'm not even going to humour it anymore. Uh, I am available at Slazer King as Slazer K I N G. It's summer gacha season, so behold terrible opinions on that. Or alternatively, me posting off all my swag that I've got, like Summer Mim in Dragadia and Summer Suzume in Princess Connect and Summer Hilda in Fire Emblem. And I really fucking hope Summer Joan in Fate, but probably not because that game hates me. It's been the Trash Gacha Friends podcast. I, it's one April Fools, baby. One April Fools will do that. Hmm. But uh, you can follow the podcast as a whole, not at Trash Gacha Friends, but at Trash Manga Cast, where you can be notified the moment a new episode goes live, as well as uh, seeing uh, usually like we retweet some cool other announcements when they happen. Uh, for example, I'd like to thank J Novel Club for giving me the uh, episode titles I'm going to be using for about the next half a year. Thank you for all those licensing acquisitions. That will keep me going a very long time. Hmm. What's next? Oh, also, if you want to know the moment an episode goes live, then the easiest way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast on whichever service you use. Do you have an Android? Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. Do you have an iPhone? Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, even though they're app shit. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, whichever one takes your fancy. And don't forget to like, like, comment on the episodes, uh, rate us if you can on that particular service. Just it all helps. Heck, tell a friend. Go out right now and say to someone, do you listen to the Trash Mike and Friends podcast? And when they look at you like you're insane, I can't really help you with that one. Spread the word. Let people know of this cool podcast, the three cis guys solving all the world's issues one mm. at a time. And occasionally manga. And speaking of occasionally manga, it's almost summer for realsies. That's right, August. Phil's favourite time of the year. So to, to try and like make him enjoy that season a little bit more, we're doing the summer of Isekai because you see me and Phil have had a disagreement over the past year over what the best Isekai that doesn't feature a standard human is. And so, you know, we thought, why not bring it to the show? Why not have the two of us settle it once and for all? So in our first part of that two-parter, it's going to be Phil's choice, the series, the Isekai series with a non-humanoid lead that Phil really loves. So Phil, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we'll be doing in episode 33 of Trash Manga Friends. Well, we've gone from gender fluid to just straight up fluid. Because we're going to be reading that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh yeah, that is the entire title. Sorry, in my head that, I was going this entire bit. title. Right. There is no subtitle on this, it's a tie. Yes. It's relatively short now, I think about it. Damn. But yeah, so enjoy the first part of our Summer of Isekai. We will see you in the sweet month of August. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.